the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Uh, I gotta, I gotta confess up front. I gotta lay it down for y'all. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent, not a hundred percent. I got, I, I'm dragging tail a little bit tonight. I got a sinus infection. Don't worry, don't panic. It's not the Rona. Not that anybody panics anymore of the Rona. In fact, Joe Biden made a big announcement today about the Rona. He, among other announcements that he made, actually in the middle of a, a of an interview last night in 60 Minutes with Scott Pelley. So we're going to share with you guys everything you need to know about that, including the fact that according to Joe Biden. You might be in need, not him, mind you. Y'all might be in need of a of a psychological evaluation if you're if you're not digging Joe Biden. So we've got so much to get into tonight. A great show lined up for you, including our, our favorite congressman is back. We're about 60 days away from the midterm elections, and I'm pleased to have Congressman Andy Biggs back with me tonight, especially since he's from a border state. And the debate over the border and the gaslighting over the border continues tonight. 888-344-1170. I actually saw some people on social media saying DeSantis may have gone a little too far with the plane rides to to Martha's Vineyard. He might have gone too far with the comment about Newsom's hair gel affecting his brain. Do y'all think DeSantis has gone too far? Or are you digging what he was putting down on those planes in Martha's Vineyard? 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, i got to bring in my Padna. My Padna every night of the week, Monday or not. And that is, of course, the one and only DJ Potato Skins. The gas prices are probably just as high as the gas lighting that's going on. Mm. Ooh, well played. Well said, my man. Okay, so um, (laughs) before I get into some breaking news, coming out of Texas, believe it or not, there's breaking news about DeSantis flying some illegals to Martha Stewart that's coming out of Texas and a Texas sheriff. Before I get into that, did y'all see, and, and, and this ties into the gaslighting you were talking about, you didn't see it, Skins, but I there was a video the left is working so hard to try to convince you that as they coughed up and rejected those illegal aliens like a cat coughing up a furball, that they were not the bad ones when it comes to illegal immigrants. They didn't do anything wrong. It's DeSantis who's being cruel. It's DeSantis who's being heartless. Not them that immediately got the National Guard at play and immediately got these 58 uh, illegal aliens from Venezuela deported off the island. Oh, no, they're the good guys in the story. They went so far to try to spin that narrative that they actually 
<laughs> they had like a going away party. Skins, when you get a minute, you got to Google this because there's video out there of this woman in a straw hat as each illegal is getting onto a bus on the bus to be deported. She they're clapping they're, they She's giving them a hug, acting like she's a mom who's sending her kid off to uh, off to summer camp. Right. I mean, it, it was absolutely the most cynical, phony, despicable display, almost as bad as like what you would see out of Hollywood. I mean, literally clapping and, and, and hugging these illegal aliens as they were kicking them out. And let me tell you guys a little bit that I learned today that I didn't know, uh, thanks to uh, one of the reporters. I don't remember her name. Uh, Heather Mullins from Real America's Voice. She was reporting from there today. I guess she's from there. I didn't know the skins. Um, kind of did, but didn't really pay much attention. Uh, during the summer, that they have a year-round population of about 16,000, 17,000. It explodes to like 200,000 over the summer, right? So during the summertime, they bring in all this summer help to which, you know, it's got to be upwards of 20,000 probably, right? Or 10,000 or 5,000. It's got to be in the five figures, right? Of, of help that they would bring in for the summer. Cause you know, they got to have two to one, right? They got to make sure that they got at least four people waiting on them for every one, you know, little wasp up there. So, um, during the summer, they have housing there that can, that can take, the thousands of workers that they bring in on special summer worker visas. Yet we're supposed to believe that they couldn't house 50 illegal aliens there. She also reported today that there's all kinds of job postings there because even though it's not, you know, it it goes down to their, it's kind of like Fort Walton Beach in Destin where we used to hang out, which was our summer place that we would go to. Yeah, it would explode in the summer. But even in the winter, I mean, there's still local residents and there's still job postings, right? And there's plenty of job postings going on in Martha's Vineyard. So we know what this is really about. They can they can pack all the hot lunches in the thermoses and in the little bento boxes and give them a hug and put them on the bus to a military compound all they want. We know the reality is, is they couldn't stand the sight of these brown people and and probably were fearful and not knowing. Because they're not vetted, right? In a sense, I actually can defend where they're coming from in Martha's Vineyard, Right. Because Venezuela has already bragged. These people are all from Venezuela. Didn't they brag today that they had opened up their prison and they were intentionally deporting the worst? And none of these 50 illegals that showed up in Martha's Vineyard were, were vetted. But none of the 500 that, that crossed over today into Del Rio were vetted either. See the problem, liberals? You didn't see the problem beforehand. But they're still... Uh, this was such a brilliant move on the part of DeSantis because it did force them to deal with it. It forced them to, of course, they're not going to admit it. They're not going to go, oh, yeah, now I get it. Now I understand what's happened to these poor border towns. Of course, they're not going to admit it. They're going to double down where we've got Newsom on Friday saying the DOJ needs to investigate and charge DeSantis with kidnapping. How do you kidnap people that that have broken? That would be that was if somebody breaks into my home and moves in, and I give them a plane ticket to fly somewhere else. How am I kidnapping them? Can we start as conservatives by by not acting as though we're going to compete with being a bleeding heart liberals over these poor illegals that broke into our country? I'm not really interested in whether or not they wanted to go to Martha's Vineyard. I'm not interested where they wanted to go. I don't care. 
So Texas sheriff. So uh, so there's no kidnapping here, right? Um, so a Texas sheriff, Salazar from Bexar County in Texas, Javier Be- uh, Salazar, he has declared he's opening up a criminal investigation into the migrants that, quote, were lured from the Migrant Resource Center under false pretenses and flown to Florida, um, where they were uh, then sent to Martha's Vineyard. He said, here we have 48 people that are already on hard times. They were here legally in our country at that point. No, they were not here legally in our country. They're not here legally in our country. The fact that we let them in does not make them here as legal aliens. First lie. I believe they were preyed upon. Somebody somebody came from out of state, preyed upon these people, lured them with promises of a better life, which is absolutely what they were looking for. Their desire for a better life does not create any sympathy for me. Our first allegiance is to the lives of the American people. Uh, DeSantis said that he is responsible uh, for the two charter flights. He said Florida gave them an opportunity to see greener pastures in a sanctuary jurisdiction that offered greater resources for them as we expected. Unless the uh, Massachusetts National Guard has abandoned these individuals, they have been provided accommodation, sustenance, clothing, and more options to succeed following their unfair enticement into the United States. Unlike the 53 immigrants who died in a truck found abandoned in Bexar County this June, he was referring to the 53 migrants that were found in a locked commercial San Antonio truck. Here's where, you know, I, 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 like I said, I'm not really that comfortable with the competition for who's more humanitarian with people that are breaking into our country, many of which are gang members, drug traffickers, human traffickers, sex traffickers, and beyond. Dealing with immigration populations is nothing new for us. However, with a plane landing and you don't even know it's coming, that kind of puts a different level of crisis intervention, says uh, Sue DeVario, executive director for Harbor Homes, a shelter that was helping to shore up resources to care for the migrants. It definitely was an unexpected arrival of refugees. First of all, they're not refugees. And second of all, you don't think it's it, what is it expected expected at the southern border? The DeSantis administration said the migrants were informed of their destination and that they were given multiple opportunities to decline the trip. Officials said the individuals were offered hotels, meals, showers and haircuts for a couple days before the trip and that some indeed declined to go. The administration said the rumors about the migrants being promised jobs in Martha Vineyard was also untrue and that individuals were simply presented with information about the benefits and services that were commonly found in sanctuary states. Look, you advertise as a sanctuary state. Don't you have something that makes it sanctuary out here in California? We do. It's such a sanctuary here that you can rape, you know, three year olds and not spend a day in jail. Right. Which is what led to somebody decapitating his girlfriend last week. Have no fear, though, when it comes to gaslighting, in spite of all this. In spite of all the the one of the things that this did do was highlight for the American people who had had their heads buried and were not understanding or well, in part due to the legacy media that's not telling anybody in this country what's going on at the border. The skins mentioned gaslighting. Let's hear some gaslighting. Here is Democrat Representative Ro Khanna claiming that the border is secure. Skins, please play clip five along the border, you know, from six to eight thousand people a day. Uh, so I, I know you didn't have the benefit of seeing the monitor, but that was Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Henry Cuellar of Texas, whose district includes El Paso, which is literally drowning in illegal migrants. 
Where do you come down on what Kamala Harris said? You're from a border state. Is the border secure? Well, I recognize their voices, Senator Manchin and uh, Representative Cuero. Look, I think we can do more to secure the border, but what that looks like but, is but comprehensive is it, is it, immigration is it reform. It's secure, but we can make it securer. I mean, I, I, the, <laughs> I'm sorry, Congressman. How is it secure when 2.35 million people by the 31st of this month will have come across the border illegally? Well, there are more border agents down there, in my view, uh, by the numbers than were even there under President Obama or President Bush. So, But why is it not secure? Let's have an honest conversation. One of the reasons is you have employers here saying, come, come work for us. People are trying to come across the border. They're coming without the paperwork, and many of them want to go back, but there's no process. And this is why we had a gang of eight. We had comprehensive immigration reform. We said people who want to come here to work and go back, there should be a process. That was President George W. Bush's proposal, and we can have increased technology and security at the border. There was a bipartisan deal. If we really want to solve the problem, why not do that? And there are many of us who are willing to work to do that instead of just yelling at each other, which doesn't solve the problem, and it gets worse and worse every year. This is such insanity. First of all, let's talk about that. The fact that there's more border agents there doesn't make the, the border secure. We actually saw the video of the National Guard in Texas locking a fence and the Border Patrol coming and unlocking the fence. Let's talk about the this worker program that he was talking about that the Gang of Eight came about, which was actually nothing but amnesty. How were people from Honduras and Venezuela going to come here at 8 a.m. and do a job supposedly that Americans won't do when they don't have any education, they don't have any, can't speak the language, don't have any skill set. There's not that many. With two million, there ain't that many strawberry patches in this country, okay? Second of all, these people are coming up from, from over 150 companies, countries. So, so they're going to do what? Come across the border at 8 a.m. to do what job and then go where? Back down to New Mexico? Mexico is sending them here because Mexico doesn't want them. These are not Mexicans. Some are. But we're talking Venezuelans, Hondurans. We've got how many of them that are going to be set up from Iran? We've, we know almost 100 of them are from the terror watch list. Listen to the gaslighting. But you know what makes me sick to my stomach? That there's Americans that believe in that crap. But he's right about one thing. The Gang of Eight during George W. Bush's administration were only about amnesty under the phony guise of a worker program. And when they didn't get it, they didn't do their part in securing the border. We are here in part because of an establishment Republican Party that wanted the cheap labor, that wanted the cheap labor. And also didn't want to be accused of hating brown people. We're going to take a break. We come back. Joe Biden. Did a little interview last night on 60 Minutes. Nobody's watching 60 Minutes, right? But people start paying attention the next day when some insanity gets mentioned in the middle of an interview. And we're going to share a little bit with that with you when we come back. You might need a psychological evaluation, according to Joe Biden. And we will tell you why. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. What's not to love, right? What's not to love about what's going on in America right now? I don't know about y'all, but we still close to $6 a gallon of gas. I did a little grocery shopping this weekend. I hadn't eaten cereal in a while. 
It's it's something I, I, I typically eat at one slice of break, bacon and scrambled egg every breakfast. So I decided, you know what? I'm, I hadn't had no cereal in a while. So I went and got a box of Kashi, not a paid sponsor. And it was um same price as always. And I'm like, didn't that box used to be bigger? I, bu- I would tell y'all, I know for sure that a little thing of six mini donuts, it's now $3. It was $1.19 when Joe Biden took office. How was that 8, 8.3% inflation skins? Isn't it more like things have gone up like 100%? When you're charging the same amount and you're giving me half the product, isn't that like 100% inflation? How's that 8.3%? Because we're not including things like gas in the numbers, in the percentages. So many of my, my favorite products have just gone sky high from my bacon to, um, yes, I eat fruits and veggies. Um, yeah, like my bagged, I love like pre-made um, salads, you know, like, you know, all different types of like gourmet salads. I can't afford a bag of that. Who's paying for that? It's crazy. Uh, it's it's like I don't eat ice cream. It's like seven. I noticed that it is like seven dollars for a thing of ice cream, and the container is way smaller. Joe Biden, though, he says that uh, he was asked. He did this uh, Scott Pelley interview on sixty Minutes, and he was asked about his approval numbers. And he, <laughs> here's what he had to say: Skins, please play cl- clip one. Your approval rating in the country is well below fifty percent. And I wonder why you think that is. This is a really difficult time. We're at an inflection point in the history of this country. We're going to make decisions and we're making decisions now that are going to determine what we're going to look like the next 10 years from now. I think you'd agree that the impact on the psyche of the American people as a consequence of the pandemic is profound. Think of how that has changed everything. People's attitudes about themselves, their families, about the state of the nation, about the state of their communities. And so there's a lot of uncertainty out there, a great deal of uncertainty. Um, okay, um, first of all, that's a whole lot of nothing. Do you, what do you think he was trying to say there, Skins? He's just passing the buck. He's just, I, I just, he's the, all the, the Democrats, especially the White House, not just not taking responsibility for the poor decisions they've made. Well, the truth of the matter is, is they can't justify anything that they're doing. They can't be honest about the border being wide open and not secure. They got to lie to you there and tell you it's, it's, it's secure. Just like they got to lie to you and tell you that uh, 2020 was the most secure election in American history, right? They got to lie to you and tell you. He also made some quip that uh, the in- inflation's only gone up an inch, as though the fact that because he's he's wanting to look at month to month that it's at eight point three when it was at eight point two percent and go oh see it's no it's only gone up from eight point two to eight point three because they want you they want to normalize this inflation because this is intentional the impact on you the pain that you're feeling in your lives economically is absolutely intentional and they can't tell you that. So he's got to somehow use some kind of garbled, mangled, ridiculous, insulting message that if you that that it's some leftover uh, fears from the pandemic that are affecting your your liking of what he's doing. I will tell you that it can create some some stress and anxiety 
when this is why we do the news you can use segments with Elhoff every week because when you when you have no idea you've got you've got an administration that is making decisions intentionally to harm you economically that are causing the stock market to tank nobody wants to open their 401k's the the solution to to the worst inflation in 40 years is to have the feds make you make you miserable and inflict pain on you with a recession leaving you worried about the future with a, with an open border with millions of people coming in, thirty trillion dollars in debt, and then wanting to give you know launder more money to Ukraine, yeah, I think people are concerned about the uncertainty. Quite frankly, I do do think you might there there might be a need for there there might be a problem psychologically in this country because I can't understand how anybody could vote Democrat. I mean, seriously, what's wrong with the psyche of any American that you would vote for this? I mean, I get it if you're twenty two. And you were indoctrinated in one of these schools that we talk about with Bob Walters on Fridays, and you went and got yourself some gender studies degree that's worthless and you can't get a job. And Joe Biden says, hey, I'm going to pay off your student loan. Yeah, then you might be like, cool, right? You might be digging it because you've never heard of capitalism. You've been steeped in nothing but anti-Americanism and you're and you're considering which pronoun you are today. Maybe those are the people that might vote for Joe Biden. That's what he's banking on as well as the millions that he's got flooding into the border. You know, the ones that nobody at Martha's, uh, Martha's Vineyard wants to look at them. Maybe when they put them on the bus, had their little farewell party, I wouldn't be surprised that they didn't give them a voter registration card on the way on a bus. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Congressman Andy Biggs, who's going to be here to weigh in on uh, this border situation, uh, what's going on with DeSantis, and also the midterms, and, and, and how... Uh, Biden's ridiculous interview last night. What does it portend for the midterms? Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Super excited. I can't think of a better uh, night to have Congressman Andy Biggs back with me than when we've got this big dust up. Everybody going after DeSantis. We've got the sheriff in Bexar County launching an investigation against DeSantis. We've got Newsom saying on Friday DeSantis needs to be <laughs> and arrested by the DOJ for kidnapping. And y'all know Congressman Biggs has been at the forefront of the border issues now um, since he's been in office. And I'm super excited to have him join me tonight. Hey, Congressman, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Andrea, thanks for having me. Good to be with you. Um, your thoughts on this. Was that not just the most brilliant move ever? Was DeSantis sending those 50, 50 illegals? I mean, Congressman Biggs, I mean, Barack Obama's powder room probably could have held them. And yet we just had a humanitarian <laughs> crisis, right? <laughs> exactly. It's, it, it was a brilliant move on the part of DeSantis. I thought, you know, sending Ducey and Abbott sending into New York, Chicago, and D.C. is really good. But when you send them to uh, the rich, um, hypocritical people uh, of the country right there in the in the in the den of it, right there in Martha's Vineyard, it really had an opportunity to put them on display. Mm-hmm. And they were they were great humanitarians so that within 24 hours, they'd had them shipped out of Martha's <laughs> Vineyard. And, and <laughs> Hey, I actually love the idea. Maybe that should be a model for the country, that they get put on buses or planes and deported out of the nation. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the the crazy thing is 
we're, we're putting them on buses and planes and transporting people every day yep. wherever they want to go. But we should be sending them back to their countries. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, more than that, we, when they try to walk across the border, we should just say, turn around, go home. Yeah. You're not welcome here. That's what we should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. We've had two and a half, over two and a half million at, at this point. Um, the, the point was clearly made that, the, you know, the elites in the country, particularly the donor class, right, they never, they never expect to have to live under the weight of their own policies. No, that's supposed to be happening to the Republican rubes down in Texas, even though it's harming, you know, Democrats, independents, Hispanic Americans down there. And, and they, you know, if they had been smart, they would have welcomed those 50 in, right? Instead, they played right into DeSantis's hands and uh, brought the, uh, the the issue to the forefront of the American people, showed the hypocrisy of the left, showed what we've known for a while, that whether it's the identity politics uh, group of illegal immigrants, whether it's Hispanics, whether it's women, whatever identity group the left is pretending to care about, they don't. It's always about amassing power. How do you see this issue now playing into the midterm elections? Well, it's a huge issue all across the country. It's number one and number two. I mean, first, of course, is everybody worries about their gas prices, their grocery mm-hmm. prices, and their economy. But then the next thing is they all know that the border's open. And this is the, 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 these liberal left played right into to Governor DeSantis' hands. But he also, but they also um, actually caused the, the attention to go where, where people can say, well, what, what is happening? Well, what's happening is, as you say, literally millions coming across mm-hmm. the border. How about fentanyl deaths coming mm-hmm. across? Terrorists coming across? Uh, you know, criminals coming across? And, Andrew, you know, you know this. Most people uh, I don't I, who listen to you know this, but not, not around the country. We, we can't vet anybody that we're releasing unless they have a criminal record in the U.S. because we don't have the records from other countries. Mm-hmm. So, so so we're letting criminals into the country. And uh, I don't know if you saw the guy uh, the other day, 21 counts of sexual assault. Mm. He, had, he had been uh, released into the country, um, been deported three times. This is what, this is what you have yeah. when you have an open border, and it makes us less safe, less secure, makes our economy worse. Absolutely. I don't blame the, the residents of Martha, Martha's Vineyard to say, look, we're a quiet little peaceful community here and we don't know who these people are. It's the, it, it really brings it down to the home level, right? It's the reason why we lock our doors, right? And we don't, don't let just anybody roam in. And if somebody broke into my house and I put them on a plane and sent them somewhere, I wouldn't be accused by in, any jurisdiction of kidnapping. It's absolutely absurd. And it did change, uh, the conversation and change, uh, it, it brought this to the, the Forefront. The, the open border has never been a winning uh, position for, for the Democrats. It's one of the reasons why, going back to 2014, independents and Democrats peeled away from it, from the Democrat Party, including African-Americans, and gave control of both houses to the Republican Party. It's why they've hidden Kamala. The borders are it has not gone to the border, right? Because they know that this is not a winning issue for, for, the, for the Democrats. So I'm glad it's finally out there in the forefront. What I'm hoping is that more Republicans... Uh, are actually going to be, you know, out there and talking about it and, and how the, why this is a reason for the American people to go to, to the polls. Instead, we got Lindsey Gramnesty out there pushing to centralize, to bring the abortion issue back at the federal level, which is just yeah. nonsense. That's just insanity. Yeah, no, that, that, that's right. I mean, uh, first of all, uh, I, I, I don't want to hear the Republicans talking about let's reform our uh, immigration system. 
what what you need to do is bring the border under control, right? That's right. before you get you can talk about anything. You got to get the border under control, which is a ways off. Then the next thing is um, we've been we've been praying and hoping, and and actually uh, the conservative pro life movement has for for decades said, look, you know, Roe v. Wade is where we are, but we hope that it'll be overturned one day. Well, it gets overturned, and then you get uh, Lindsey Lindsey Graham wanting to create a federal law uh, granting abortion. And instead of letting it go back to the states, now agree we're going to have to, you know, 50 states, we're going to have to fight that at every state level, right? But even his 15-week federal law would put us on the outlier, on the edge of the most, uh, mm-hmm. the, the longest time that you can get an abortion. So so sometimes I, I, I really don't understand some of my Republican colleagues. I well, really don't. Well, right, particularly going at one, well, a couple of reasons. First of all, Roe v. Wade, had accomplished a couple of things for the Democrats. One was the evil of changing our culture from, you know, one towards evil of just slaughtering children for, you know, convenience. But it also centralized power in D.C. It was incredibly important uh, that we return the power back to the states because that's so much about the tyranny that we're experiencing in our country right now has to do with too much power being centralized, whether we're talking about the DOJ, whether we're talking about Department of uh, Education or the CDC, or, you know, the EPA, right? I mean, they're the ones with all this regulatory control over our lives, and we need to get the power back to the, to the individual. And it also, that's one issue that Graham, Graham, Gramnesty, as I call him, was wrong on. But also, it's like, here we've got all this amazing, you know, stuff to run on involving the open border, and he's wanting to turn the conversation back to abortion. I mean, it doesn't make sense it, it, unless he's possibly wanting to, uh, you know, give, give the Democrats some steam and not wanting to to take control back for the Senate. We're talking to Congressman Andy Biggs. Uh, We've got not just the open border that should usher in a red wave for us. We've also got, Joe Biden is now saying, one of the things he said last night in his uh, Scott Pelley interview was that the pandemic is over. Well, okay, Congressman Biggs, how about uh, how about re- removing any and all mandates related to the pandemic, including the fact that they're still trying to mandate these shots on our military? Yeah, exactly. So you got the vax mandates on the military. Um, you've got school districts around the country. Um, you've got an emergency order uh, uh, opportunity for um, for President Biden. I, I joined with some of my colleagues to write to President Biden saying, look, you know, now that you've said that the pandemic's over, how about how about you relinquishing your power that you claim under the Emergency Powers Act that Nancy Pelosi's Democrats gave you? It, it's, it's never really been about um, health and and the safety and public health, it has been about control and power and overreach. That's what this has been about. And I don't think Biden's going to give that up. But, uh, you know, you, you've punished literally. You've got nurses who were on the front lines during the, the heart of this epidemic. And then because they didn't want to get a vaccine, they were, they've been tossed out. Mm-hmm. But you've had, you've had studies show that, you know, you've got increases of myocarditis, in uh, young men, you've got uh, blood clotting uh, with extended, uh, weird-looking blood clots in them mm-hmm. that 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 may be related to this. I mean, there's so much we don't know. And well, and we've also got for the first time in in, in my lifetime sudden adult death syndrome. 
People just dropping yes. dead. Well, gee, what? How, how can we connect the dots between those dropping dead on the soccer field, on the basketball court, uh, et cetera, around the country? You know, young people um, connecting the dots. Uh, the what, What's in common with all these people? They've gotten the shots. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. It's, it's, it's changed our very society. I mean, um, why, why would why would a neighbor inquire whether I've had a shot, or, mm-hmm. or um, you know, because the reality is, it's it's none of their business, and it's none of my business whether they've had a shot. Mm-hmm. And if you believe in the vaccine, you think it works for and everything, and and acts like a vaccine would, which is supposed to protect you from getting sick, then why would you care whether I had a shot or not? I mean, this is this is the the cultural change and shift that has happened. Mm-hmm. Because of Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, and these people that um, use this as a, as an opportunity to aggrandize power to themselves, and that is that's what's been so, uh, quite frankly, demoralizing to those of us who love freedom so much. Well, it's also f- frightening to me because on uh, the as uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf has been on my show a few times, she and a team of twenty five hundred people have been delving through the Pfizer documents that they try to keep hidden. For 75 years. And the only reason why you try to keep something hidden is because you've got something to hide. And what she has revealed that Fauci and others knew about these shots is devastating about the the percentage of miscarriages. You know, I was watching one of my favorite cooking shows the other day, Girl Meets Farm uh, and Molly Yeh. And, you know, she's cooking up all these foods she couldn't eat when she was pregnant because when you're pregnant, you can't eat a runny yolk. Oh, but you can be injected with a substance that hasn't been tried and proven safe. I mean, the insanity where we've gone in this country is is frightening. And now we've got Fauci coming out and saying the booster shots We on top of everything. He's still pushing the boosters and saying that we don't have time. We don't have time to do clinical trials. We don't have time to do clinical trials, Congressman Biggs. I mean, the pandemic is over, according to Biden. Why would our government want to inject people with a substance that hasn't been tried when the pandemic is over? But for some evil reason. Yeah, and, and i tell you one other thing that needs to change is, as we go forward, Andy, we're going to have to change this, um, this carte blanche uh, immunity that's given mm-hmm. um, for, for, these, for these pharmaceutical companies because they, they then have no uh, rationale right. to make sure that they're utterly safe. And uh, that, that is so critical for us because you have people that, um, you know, we don't know if it's correlative or causative yet, but if they if they have died because of the of something in this vaccine, I mean, you have you have one company that's not even selling their vaccine anymore, right? Because they had so many problems. Well, guess what? All the victims of that company, they don't have any uh, right to sue the company. They have some generic um, federally uh, federal insurance program with it, that they can get some kind of recovery from. This is a problem uh, when the government is so big. And so mm-hmm. out of touch. Absolutely. And it allows big business to be out of touch as well. Right. I mean, they want gun manufacturers to be held responsible if somebody goes and takes a gun that they sold and goes and kills somebody, but yet pharma's not supposed to be held responsible or the CDC if they push something that kills people. And, you know, I, I you know, is there, what are the plans for the Republican Party? Let's say y'all take control of the House and you take control of the Senate. What are the top three things y'all are going to focus on? Well, on the, on the legislating side, side, it's going to be environment, budget, and border. Okay, that's on the legislating side. On the oversight side, um, right now, 
the, it's such a smorgasbord of things. I mean, you know, it should be, maybe it's Fauci, maybe it's Hunter Biden, and the Biden families are criminal uh, or potentially criminal uh, relationships. How about the FBI overreach and, and weaponization? How about the January 6th prisoners and the federal courts and the federal system that has abused these people of pretrial detention? I mean, there's so many things mm-hmm. on the oversight side yeah. that that uh, we we don't want to lose sight of what we need to do to fight the policy side of it as well. But there's this administration worked uh, with alacrity to try to dismantle the country, and they had the infrastructure in place to do it. And that's why I've been saying for over a year now, about a year and a half, we need to be sure we have our infrastructure in place so we're ready to go. Let's get make sure we have preservation records uh, requests. Let's make sure that that um, we're ready to go with good staff to come in and, and investigate and lift up. And let's make sure we have our legislation pre-drafted so it's ready to drop and go. And let's make sure that we understand that we, we're going to have to fight every, uh, every inch of this because the other side, they, we're their political enemies. Mm-hmm. We, we have to understand that they, they view us as enemies. We have got to attack and fight back. As General Patton used to say, you know, we attack. We don't want to have to retake the same ground twice. That's right. You know, you're one of the few, one of the reasons why you're our favorite congressman, even though we've got some Republicans here in California and San Diego, is because you're one of the few that understands that policy is important, but it's it, ultimately it's not as important if you've got a, a tyrannical government. I mean, we've got to route that out. I mean, when we've got political prisoners, you know, um, uh, what, what's how what how is some new tax policy going to help us? Right. I mean, you know, when you know, yeah, we got to deal with the 87,000 IRS agents, but ultimately the the greatest threat that we face right now is a government that would throw people in jail and deny them bail uh, for their political view. My friend, Dr. Frank, who works, you know, with Mike Lindell, you know, had his phone seized from him. And I right. and, and I was literally scared because I had just texted him a couple hours for his phone was was seized. I've never in my life uh. been, been frightened of my own government and there's not enough republicans right now and I, and I guess maybe they're scared too but we got to have some courage we appreciate your courage we appreciate what you do to fight for us and for our freedoms because you get it and you know that our freedoms ultimately are being attacked whether it's from the cdc whether it's from the fbi and doj all the different areas that it's that it's that we're under attack and we've got to deal with that and i'm hoping that we're going to have a, a red wave in november and then we're going to have you know we're going to have enough republicans with the chutzpah to start holding some people accountable. Um, Congressman Biggs, got to leave it there because I'm up against a break. But thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Keep fighting. I'll keep fighting, too. All right. Thank you. All right, Nate. Thanks. All righty, Nate. Y'all stay tuned. We got a few more minutes on the other side of the break, and we got some callers holding on that want to talk about these vax mandates here in San Diego and beyond. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Finishing up our first hour here. We've only got about four minutes left in this segment, so we're going to quickly go to the phones. Roberts from San Diego is on the line. He's been waiting to talk about the VAX mandates for uh, San Diego Community College District and professors being fired. Hey, Robert, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi, Andrea. Please forgive my voice. I have to disguise it because we're coming under uh, retaliation from our district at this point. Wow. Tell me about it. What they did for, uh, they they first refused to give us any religious exemptions for uh, 
these, uh, this was in the fall of 2021. Then in this, um, for spring semester of 2022, they told us, they did give us religious exemptions, but the only accommodation was to use our sick leave. And then for this semester, the fall of 2022, we uh, have no accommodation and receive a notice that we will be terminated if we do not get the shot. Wow. Uh, I don't even know what to say. I mean, this is such tyranny. When the CDC themselves has come out, as I'm sure you know, and said you don't, they've changed their quote guidelines. You don't treat the, the jabbed or the unjabbed any differently. And that, that nobody needs to wear a mask at this point. So this is just goes to show that this was never about uh, anything but power. And Biden says the pandemic's over. And Biden says the pandemic's over. So, um, of course, he he's getting a lot of flack from the left today because they don't want the pandemic to be over because this gave them power. Um, and and um, I, I'm, <sighs> what do you think in terms of I, I'm concerned, Robert, that, that this is not just about power and getting us to submit to to the government and changing the culture, one of submission, but that ultimately it's about, you know, the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum saying, you know, um, we got too many people out there. What are your thoughts as to the ultimately the reason why they're still pushing these shots? Well, I think they just love the power. I think that they're um, the, the only people who are right now at San Diego Community College District who have been refused to be able to work are the um, uh, contract faculty members. We've all been identified because we um, went for a religious exemption. So what they're trying to do now is get rid of us mm-hmm. uh, because they know that we have the most influence. Uh, our part-time faculty can't um, speak their minds in the classroom, but the uh, full-time contract faculty can. So that's why they're trying to get us to either quit mm-hmm. or to uh, uh, retire. That's their plan right now. And so um, what I would like to ask your listeners, if uh, they live in San Diego, if they could call uh, their board of trustees member and ask them to drop the vaccine mandate and allow all students, faculty, and employees to return to campus and their work without masks. That's a great suggestion. Contact your board of trustees member. Um, Do you know where they could find out? Who that yes. individual? Yes, the uh, sdccd.edu. That stands for San Diego Community College District. Edu. Uh, at the very top, uh, under search SDCCD, if they type in Board of Trustees, then click on the first result, which is Board of Trustees, and on the left side. We're running out of time quickly. Okay, the left side, the five members' names are listed. If they go through those five names and find out what area they live in, there's an email address where they can contact. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.